BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode, I've got with me Captain Kaufman. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you've got going on. Uh, hey Mike, it's... Uh... Nice to talk to you and everybody else from the BeastNet podcast listeners. I got into obstacle course racing around 2015. At that point in time, I lived on the East Coast with where most of my family still lives. My two oldest brothers are 10 years older than me, and they are twins. Oh. And at that point in time, Spartan Race, which is you know the leading brand in obstacle course racing, as far as international and high stakes competition, yep. they were branching into the competitive division instead of just open and elite. They were introducing the competitive, which became age group. And so at that point in time, I was kind of pursuing the elite level racing. Well, one of my brothers was pursuing the competitive level. And then the other one, uh, he was looking at the open. And so you kind of had this staggered tier of, levels as far as racing was concerned and um we got up at 4 a.m every morning and trained for two years together i was just graduating college and uh, my now wife fontaine who i met in college she was kind of a year behind in getting into obstacle course racing um at first she thought i was pretty crazy but now honestly i'd say she's done just as crazy if not crazier things than i have so the two of us kind of push each other in that way nice in 2017 we got married and moved out here to portland oregon and started building up our west coast family it took us about a year to really integrate ourselves with the group of people here Uh, we met lorenzo and jenna rachel and zane Mm -hmm. all Uh, good people Seth Buckwalter and and all them. And then, you know, we met Patrick and uh, so many more people over the year. And then Lorenzo and I kind of became good buddies and we, we created some different things together in 2019. But my biggest rival on the West Coast um, over the years has been uh, Taylor Overmiller. I could see that, yeah. Yep, him and I would go, and uh, Ryan Poland. We would be uh, about one, two, three in most yeah. of the local level competition. Obviously, once you get into Spartan, you got people like Josh Fry, Grayson Kilgore, and some of the likes of the bigger names going against us. But when it came to the local level, we were kind of the three battling it out. I got into Ninja Warrior a little bit as through a gym here in Portland that no longer exists due to COVID nineteen. It was called Urban Warrior. I went there to train obstacles and kind of fell in love with the ninja style competition, got my personal training certificate and became a a coach there. And through that, I met another guy named Kapu Gason, and he had been on the American Ninja Warrior TV show twice. Yeah. So going into 2020, Taylor hosted a dinner with Kapu and I kind of pitched this idea for what became all-terrain events. Really, he liked this power of three structure where we could have meetings and 
bold votes where if two people agreed on something and one person was the odd man out, then well, majority wins. Through that, the the company was formed. We talked over logos and different things and had some really big plans for 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, as everybody knows, COVID-19 hit in March or, well, it hit before that, but, you know. Yeah, but it became, yeah, what it is Everything in closed down in March. So we... We rethought some things and kind of pitched some smaller scale events. In May, we did something that was called the Great Donut Race. Everybody was told to wear a mask until they started running. We had an open course that ran from near my house to a a Krispy Kreme. We had bought a bunch of donuts and stood in a parking lot across the street. Everybody, as they ran up, they grabbed their box and... um, scattered out in the parking lot so nobody was right next to each other, downed a dozen glazed donuts, and then ran the 3.1-mile journey all the way back to my place. Then things started to look like they were opening up. Phase one, phase two, phase three type stuff was being talked about in the media and whatnot. And um, in August, we had the Cannonball Relay, teams of two or individuals completed a mile carrying a 16 pound shot put from track we you know which basically is a a mini cannonball yeah teams of two one male one female alternated in running a 400 meter loop around the track which is one lap or an individual would complete all four laps by themselves carrying the cannonball and then lastly we had an event called the aq trials you went in and had this scorecard and completed different events ranging from 60 meters, one mile, long jump, uh, running vertical jump, and a throw of a weighted object for distance. Um, We used the 16-pound cannonballs again. Mm -hmm. Each person got a, a score based on the overall world record. So we weren't looking at it as, you know, the males were scored against males and females were scored against females. We were looking at as overall human potential, the greatest distance or the greatest speed that had ever been achieved in human history. And uh, you were being ranked against that. And then each event I think was out of a thousand points. So overall you could get 5,000, but obviously since we're using, you know, maximum human potential, nobody came close to 5,000 points, but that wasn't the point you were you were trying to get as high a number as you could possibly get. And the basic concept that is that you started your progress, tracked your results, whatever score you got last year. When we have the event again in the future, you would, you know, get another score and year after year. And, and we mailed all the participants scorecards with, you know, their photo on it, kind of like a baseball court card, but bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, this, it was this concept that, you know, each year or 20 years from now, you could look back and be like, hey, this was my score when I was 15 and this is my score when I'm 35 and I'm older and fatter or, hey, I've maintained my fitness and improved over the years. Who knows, you know, depending on what happens in that 20-year span. Which is is neat to see. That's one thing like I always tell people when I post stuff to Facebook, everyone's like, you know, are you trying to brag? It's like, no, I'm not trying to brag. Just so I can look back in a year or two years and say, oh, look what I did. Yeah, Facebook always does that. Um, the memories, memory stuff. That's really what it is for me. It's it's the memories. I want to be able to look back in a year, like you know, 
and say, Hey, look, look where I was a year ago. And now I look where I am now. And hopefully it's better, but yeah, that's, I mean, same thing with Instagram, everybody, you know, some people post these different things and people are like, wow, the highlights and bragging and this and that. And it's like, it can feel like that sometimes. Sometimes I even question like, why am I posting this? But then I remember I'm posting this because my Instagram is a collection of my memories of the things yep. I accomplished that I can look back on in the future. Yeah, for me, it's the same thing. My my Instagram and my Facebook, that's for me. It's not for, I mean, I, I hate to say it that way. If someone gets inspiration off of it, that's great. But mainly it's for me. Yeah. When so did I, I run around that mountain. mountain again? Oh, yeah, it was this yeah. day, this year. And yeah. And those days when you're down and all of a sudden a memory pops up and say, hey, look, you know, last year I was excited because I got four miles in an hour and now I'm not happy if I, unless I get six. You know, it's kind of that, you know, that change and to see yourself progress. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. So that's a, that's a lot of stuff that you've done, even with, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the, the COVID kind of slowed you down a little bit, but not a whole lot. I mean, it sounds like you still found ways to, to continue your, your dream, which is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think, you know, some people can get by quarantining in their house for a year by themselves. Um, I'm not one of those people. And so we, we tried to bring what we could to who we could on whatever scale we could as safe as we could. Yeah. Um, people Which were is, wearing masks, san- hand sanitizer, every, all, all, you know, all the likes of, you know. Yeah. Which is all you can do. I mean, it's one of those things that you, you can't do much more than try and be as safe as you can. And I mean, it's really hard. We are a very social beings, even for some of us like me who never really thought I was that social until now it's like, no, I need my social interactions. So it's, it's a way to do it safely, but still be able to do, you know, have those social interactions. So, yeah. And a year is what you make it. 2020 was a very tough year, but it was only a bad year if you made it that way. So, I mean, there was ways, you know, to try and make things, I mean, obviously there's some bad things happening. It's hard to get around those, but a lot of times it's how you react to them and what you do. So, I mean, it's good to see that you guys still had things going and I know you still have plans for things to keep going with, with all terrain events. Yeah. As I moved into the 2021 year and season and look ahead, um, mm-hmm. as I said, that gym Urban Warrior closed down that I had been uh, training some people at. Well, I used to hold ninja competitions there. I was the master of ceremonies, the person who planned the courses and judged everybody as they were competing and whatnot. So without that additional outlet, I was trying to think of what I could do in 2021 to bring more to those who, who were looking for it and, and participated in those competitions. And so my goal for 2021 is through ATE, which is all terrain events and myself to hold a competition of some sort every month this year. So that first one for January, what we're doing is a virtual event I had the registration close on January 15th, but it was BPA Road is a notorious road in Forest Park. It's a one mile stretch that covers 850 feet of elevation gain. Whew. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. 
the fastest time on that is like nine minutes, which is unbelievable. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. So basically, I have this virtual event. Everybody sent over a $25 registration. And over the course of the month, they can put in as many attempts on this hill as they want. And then at the end of the month, the male and the female with the fastest times, the male would split the male pot. He gets 50% of it. So if there was $100 in the pot, he'd get 50. And then the same thing for the female pot number based on the number of females who signed up. And that goes until February 5th. And then trying to stick with that field of uh, competition and build off of it. For February, I'm going to be doing total elevation gain from the start to the end of the month. Uh, Registration for that is open. You can find out information about that on my Instagram. You can click the link in my bio um, or my Facebook. I have an event out there. I can share it to the BSNET page if everybody wants. But basically, yeah, same thing. $25 male pot, female pot, and... The goal is to just get out there and run as much as you can and get as much elevation as you can. I like that one. That's one of those ones because for me, I have a hill that I found over here. It's a half a mile and you get about 300 feet. So uh, you go up and down it over and over again. I do. Actually, when I do my half marathons, I, I try and do three or four half marathon distances a month. And that's usually where I run is it's four miles from my house to the hill. So I'll run over to the hill, go up it four times, down, up and back, up and down four times, and then you know run back. And there's a, the the route on the way back makes it a little bit longer. But yeah, yeah. I usually end up with a half half marathon that way. Absolutely, so. I'm the type of crazy person who would say, "Hey, you know, we we did BPA once. It was a thousand feet in a mile. Let's let's do it for seven hours and see how many laps we can get." So yeah, elevation gain over time is is going to be fun. It can be. And actually, it's interesting. I did a, another virtual challenge earlier this year where it was 30 miles with a bunch. Every mile you had to stop and do workouts. And the the track that we picked, of course, was one with hills and it ended up being my, my most elevation in a day for the year. But it was I think it was over 3,500 feet of elevation in a day. Nice. So but yeah, so I I, I kind of like the elevation. It, it trains a different way. And I, I found through the year since I've been running and training that having those challenges where you try and find hills, you try and find stuff like that. It gives you something different. If you run flat constantly, it's like running on a treadmill. You get the same muscles working over and over again. And then you go run on the road and all of a sudden you're using different muscles and it just kills you. I, I try and find different routes, different ways to go. So I'm using different muscles all the time. Same thing translates with the trail. We're trying to do, um, we're calling it the cascade circumnavigation challenge or C3 or yeah. Yeah. Cascade Circumnavigation Challenge, C3. Um, But basically, it's six of the different volcanoes in the Pacific Northwest. You got like St. Helens and Rainier, Mount Hood, Adams, all those good ones. But yeah, we're going to try to run all the way around them. Ranges from a 20-mile trip around one of the mountains to Rainier, which is 93 miles. So it's going to be quite the year. It's going to be, you're going to try to do that 93 miles. How long do you think it'll take you? I want to do it nonstop in 30 hours. That's some, that's some distance. I say the most I've ever done was 43 miles, um, but that was on a track. So it was flat. And I did that for my birthday this year. Cause I ran my birthday miles. Nice. Um, and I did uh, 43 miles in nine and a half hours. So, Good. but that was, like I said, a flat, nice track. 
because we had other people doing other runs. So I figured if we had to track, I could keep running circles and, you know, people could show up and say hi and do whatever and they could find me. But there was a definitely an interesting challenge. And I'm not sure, you know, if I'm going to make that an annual thing, but I might. So it might be every year around my, around my age. So it gets harder and harder every year. It does. It does. So especially when, you know, for me, it's one of those, it's, it keeps me on track though. And that's one thing I got to do. I, I've been able to, I finally got myself back into, you know, better physical shape and I got to make sure that I keep it. And that's the big mistake is where people will, will push themselves to a goal and then they hit the goal and they, and then there, yay. And they stop. And that's the hard part is that, you know, I've hit my goal. Well, almost, I'm at 98 pounds lost. I need to lose those last two pounds, but I've been hovering right at the same spot for about a month, but, <laughs> but they hit their goal and then they stop. And it's like, no, you hit your goal. Then you make a new one. And that's kind of what you got to do to make sure you don't, you don't lose the gains you've gotten. Every, uh, every New Year's, we don't do New Year's resolutions, but we do next year's goals. Yeah. And if we hit six of the 10 goals we made, that's a, that's a pretty good year. You know, you can't, can't control everything that happens in a 12 month span, but you can, you can aim as best as you can and project your life in that direction and try to try to make it happen. You can. And I mean, that was one thing uh, this year. I didn't make any, I mean, but this year I just kind of basically made a goal of to maintain and at least get better, get faster and all that, but you know, not to go backwards on my weight loss. And last year it was just basically to be better. Um, I wanted to be a better person, better health, healthier, better mentally and all that. And I feel like even through COVID, I was able to make that. I mean, I lost 98 pounds, but <laughs> it's been it's been interesting. It's been a fun year. It's been a crazy year, but uh, it's definitely one of those things. I like things like you have where it's challenges that can give. And that's what's helped me is ple- people that have those virtual challenges that give me something to look forward to and something to push myself to a goal to shoot for. And we as humans, we need those goals sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I encounter some people sometimes who, who when I tell them, you know, I have this challenge, you can you can sign up for it. And they go, oh, well, I'm not that fast or I'm not that this. And why would I do that? And, you know, they're like, I'm basically just throwing my money to somebody else because they're going to win it. And, and my response to them is you're not necessarily signing up so that you can win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people who have that mentality. You know, I'm not going to do something unless I think I can win it. But you're doing it for the accountability. It's it's 25 bucks and it's gaining access to a group of like-minded individuals who are going to push you to excel and hold you accountable to achieve the goal you're trying to achieve each and every day of the challenge. If the challenge this month is to run as much vert as possible, then they're going to ask you at the end of the day, hey, how much vert did you get today? Oh, none. Why? Well, because tomorrow I'm planning on doing a long run. Oh, okay. Good luck tomorrow. Like, you know, it's this positive and encouraging group that you're buying into and it's holding yourself accountable. And sometimes that's what you need. You just need that group that helps you. I mean, it's one of those things like this morning, I was supposed to meet up with Don from, you know, the, one of the other members of, of BeastNet and do a run, but it was not sound bad. It was 27 degrees and I haven't been sleeping well. So I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to skip out on this morning, but I made him the promise. I'm going to skip out on this morning, but at noon, I'm going to get go out, you know, and I'm going to run a half marathon because I skipped out on the, the, the eight miles this morning. So yep, there you go. It's like, I'm going to trade with you. I'm going to say, Hey, you know, I'm not going to go with you this morning. Cause one, it's, I, I don't want to take the chance of slipping. Cause it gets really, really icy out by my house. Um, and the last time I went running when it was below 30, I almost fall and hurt myself. So I'm like, I'm going to wait till it warms up a little bit and then I'm going to go run a half marathon. Run smart. 
And it does. It gets really bad. I went out one day. It was because today when I got up this morning, it was uh, on my temperature. It said 25. And Don said on his truck, it said 19. And I'm like, yeah, that's no, I I don't want to slip on the ice and kill myself. I'll wait till about noon when it's warmed up a little bit and I'll go run a half marathon. So so that that February challenge, you know, registration is open and it closes February 5th. Yeah. Um, And we'll make sure that I I get the website from you and I'll post it when we we post this episode that people, you know, when they're done listening, they can they can find it and go right to you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that brings us into um, March, which Mm -hmm. is is the big one through uh, all terrain events. It's called the showdown. It's the first in-person event of the year. Basically, on March 6th, check-in at 8 a.m. Competition starts at 9 a.m. We're calling all the athletes champions, and they will go through what we're calling the Combine, which is composed of three events. Each event is a potential score of 100 points. Um, Event one is the decontamination run. It's um, basically a shuttle run. You're going to run five yards, grab an object, and bring it back to the start. Run 10 yards, same thing. Run 15 yards, same thing. And then uh, fastest time for the male, fastest time for the female gets 100 points. And then minus one point per placement. The second event is called Crushing Grip. And uh, if you've ever gotten into grip sport or seen grip sport, it's basically where you grab different objects, whether it be a, um, a block or a bar, one inch, two inch, whatever you want. And, and you try to single arm or two hand deadlift different amount of weight into the air. And um, so this is going to be a single arm deadlift using what is known as a two and a quarter crusher. It's basically a two and a quarter inch pipe that spins inside the handle. Mm hmm. And you're going to try to lift as much weight as you can. Um, I'm not going into extreme and complete details on these events. If you go to the all-terrain events, Facebook or Instagram, you can find six different posts with all the details um, for that. But then event three is Burden of a Titan, which is basically an Atlas stone over bar uh, for one minute, trying to get as many reps as possible. And then, so you'll come out of the combine, your scores will be added together. A perfect score if you got first in all the events would be 300 points. That score will be used to place you into a bracket going into event four, where you'll compete against the person who got a score closest to you. So it's not going to be like the person in first competing against the person in last. Um, Yeah. It'll be semi, somewhat fair. You know, you're competing against somebody of your level caliber and um so event four starts what's being called the proving grounds and event four is called principle of war you'll you and the person whose score is closest to you will wear harnesses and be tied together and you'll basically be doing a a pulling match trying to get to some weight weighted objects that you have to throw over a barrier but like your weight your weighted objects are on the opposite side of the other person's so you're trying to pull yourself and the other person toward your weighted objects while they're trying to pull you toward theirs. And it's this big battle. And it'll be a double elimination bracket. So people will work their way through. And then there'll be a winner. 
the person who gets first in this event automatically advances to event event six, which is the showdown. And the person who got second, the person who got third will compete in event five, which is a basic tug of war with a little bit of a twist. Instead of just having a rope and pulling each other back and forth, you'll have about a hundred feet of rope in a coil on the ground. You have to pull all that rope between your legs or, you know, off to the side until you get tension in the line and then pull against your opponent. So in theory, if somebody did it fast enough, they could pull before their opponent even gets tension in the line and, and win instantly. Hmm. Um, so then the person who wins event five moves on to event six, the showdown. So then you have that guy who won event four and the person or the male or female who won event four and the male or female who won event five now competing in the showdown, which is basically a strength based obstacle gauntlet, things like over under walls, farmer carries, double sandbags, stone lifts to shoulder, sled pushes, sledgehammer, all that different stuff. And you'll go one at a time in that final event. Whoever has the faster time is victorious and to the victor belong the spoils. First place male, $250 and a $200 plaque. First place female, $250 and a $200 plaque. Registration for that is open. It's on the All Terrain Events Facebook and Instagram. It's the link in the bio. $80 for a chance at $250 or, you know, $450 in prizes because you got a $200 plaque. You have any questions about that, Mike? No, I mean, and listen to I mean, it sounds pretty interesting. I mean, it's very, very detailed on how you're going to do it. But I mean, it sounds very fair, if that if that makes sense. It keeps everyone going, keeps them moving. Um, it's something to work for. And it's a mixture of everything. And I think that's kind of one of the big things that I've been seeing a lot with a lot of events lately is, you know, it all started years ago with running. Everyone ran. And then people got bored with running. So they started throwing in the mud and the obstacles and everything else. And now it's gotten to a point where the next evolution of all these events is kind of what you're talking about, where it's more of there's the speed, but you also throw in the weight. And I like that. And I like the fact, too, that there's in yours, it's a direct competition against somebody. And it's not just, you know, one of the big problems I have with a lot of the the competitive races. I mean, you mentioned Spartan earlier is really somebody could get to a point where they're fast enough at burpees that skipping an obstacle actually works for them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, where I'm a mandatory be- obstacle completion fan, so we're not going to get into that debate. <laughs> well, if we get into that debate, it doesn't sound like it's going to be that big of a debate. It sounds like me and you are actually about on the same page because I'm a manual, ops, you know, obstacle completion fan as well. Because sure, I, I feel like to be successful, and that's what I like about the way you're describing this and the plan on yours is the fact that you can't focus on one thing and get really good at speed and rely on that speed to make up for your lack of uh, lack of strength. If you yeah. don't have a mixture of all of it, you're not going to come out first. That's one of the things I see with, like you mentioned, you, Taylor, you know, Ryan Poland, all of you guys, you have the speed, but you have the muscle to back it up. You're what you're all very rounded racers that can do all of it. And that's what puts you guys at the top of the list of all, you know, all the local events. I mean, that was what it was, was that you guys are comp- rounded very well-rounded and you train to be well-rounded. So it it makes sense to me that you guys would build, you know, that you would build a a course and an idea, a race that is designed for well-rounded athletes. So I like that. You know, if you notice the combine is broken up into the three different events, the shuttle run tests your speed, 
the grip tests your your strength and and the alice overbar tests your endurance sure it's weighted but it's how many reps can you do in a minute which when you're talking strongman type stuff a minute is endurance you know is. getting that bar over or the ball over the bar once or twice instantly you're going to be taxed and you're going to be going into your endurance reserves of can you push for another 40 seconds and that's it there's a lot of people that you can see that will have that strength that they can throw up and over that bar once or twice but after that they're smoked yeah um where some people might take them a little longer that first and second try but they're still going for three or four after that you know sometimes uh you know even more which throws in that you know the endurance side so it, like i said it has to be a you have to be a well-rounded athlete you can't just have those quick muscles you have to have the the endurance to be able to keep going for a while so for sure because it's a completely uh, different race uh, i, I want to reiterate that the event is an 80 dollars registration but that guarantees you four of the six events in the competition it's, it's not like you're gonna come and you're gonna do the shuttle run and get last place and and get kicked out you are still going to get a full, full experience. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing a lot of people have to think about. If you, unless you are, you know, like not to sound bad, you, Taylor, Ryan, if you, unless you're at that level, a lot of times you're going not necessarily to win. You're going to compete against yourself. Yeah. And that's me. I'm one of those. I want to do better than I did before, you know, and for somebody who, you know, like I said, I've lost 98 pounds in the last year everything I do right now is better than I had before. But at the same time, it's like, I'm always looking for those PRs. It feels good. Doesn't it? It does. Anything I do right now is better than I was a year ago. Uh, when I did the 43 miles in nine and a half hours, three years ago, when I did a marathon, it took me nine and a half hours. So it was a huge jump. Well, but, and you feed off each win yes. to fuel the next. Yeah, and you've got to, you know, you've got to look at it, not just, you know, because I'm not going to compare myself to you or to Taylor or Ryan you know, is there a time when I might get there? There is a time I might get there, but right I'd now, I'm still, yeah, I'm still building to it. I only ever compare to myself. Yep. So it's I me might that talk I have to, to other people and be like, Hey, how'd you do how this, how that, and you know, in conversation, but deep down inside, I'm not, you know, basing myself worth on how I did in comparison to Taylor. I'm doing it. Okay. I've done the muddy Valentine two years in a row. Did I do better or did I do worse? Oh, I did worse. Oh, crap. Were the conditions worse? Was the course harder? No, I just didn't train. Wow. Okay, time to get my butt in gear because Dirty Leprechaun's coming up, you know? And that's it. And you look at it and, okay, what what didn't I do right? What was the issues this time? Was it something that I did? You know, was it my diet beforehand? You know, when I go out and I run and, you know, a year ago, I was happy to get one mile under 15 minutes. Now, if I'm not under 10 for every mile, I'm I'm mad at myself. So, and then I got to look back. Did I eat wrong? Did I not hydrate right? Did I, you know, why did it, why was I slow? Was it because I did, you know, a half marathon yesterday and then I was going for another one today? What was the, you know, what was the conditions? Why? You know, and you look at that, not, you know, oh, you know, hey, I was faster than him. Cool. You were faster than them, but you were slower than you were last week. So what's wrong? And that's kind of what I look at is me compared as long as I'm moving forward and getting better all the time, I'm happy. So. And that's what you got to kind of look for. And that's what I like about your event is it's one of those that you can't. And I have seen those where they build up like this and you go in in that first event, you get, you lose, you're out. And it's like, okay, I just spent 80 bucks, drove all the way down here and um, I'm already out. Well, this, this sucks. And I did that for a ninja competition. It's uh, it was 50 bucks. You sat around all day waiting and, you know, one person goes at a time. It takes three hours before you finally go. And there's 12 obstacles to get through and you'd foot. 
missteps and you kick something, you know, you kick the mat on the ground as you're jumping up and, and the judge calls you out and says, you're done. You don't even get to try any of the obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and it happens and I mean, that's one of those things, but it's like, you know, in your event, like you said, it, you, that's not going to happen. You're going to at least get four of the, the six events. And I mean, it sounds like even if you get those four, you're going to be smoked. That's going to be, you, yeah, you, you're going to be really, really tired. Yeah, that's going to be that. That's more than some people's workouts. So, like I said, my thing's been virtuals. There's a couple different virtuals that I've found that, I mean, smoke me every time. And that's, that's what I like about them. I don't want the, I don't want easy. I can do the, you know, the, the challenges that are like, go run a half marathon. Cool. I was going to do that anyway. What do you got that's going to make me hurt tomorrow? Yeah. So, so you know, if for anybody who's, who's curious, we, we will enforce or, or we will have the, the mask mandate still and we'll mm -hmm. have hand sanitizer and all that good stuff. Um, still trying to be as safe as possible. So, and that's key, be as safe as possible and, you know, still make the event happen, which is amazing. Um, I'm glad to see, you know, local events still going and not giving in to, the the idea of giving up because of COVID. It's just, it's a new obstacle. And for people like us, that's what we look forward to is obstacles to find ways to get past it. Yeah. And to beat it. Perfect. Is there, is there anything else you want to say to anyone while, while we're here or just, uh, yeah. I mean, the, like I said, my goal for 2021 is to have host a, an event or a competition of some type each month, um, whether it be the virtual ones or the in-person all-terrain events ones. I'll have something each month and I'll try to put out information as soon as I can on registration and different things for each of those events as soon as as soon as soon I have them planned and ready to go. Um, but, you know, for anyone who's looking to have something to do every month, definitely give me a follow and I'll have that information there for you. Yeah. So listeners, definitely follow follow Jeremy. I don't think we ever said you actually your real name is Jeremy Kaufman, but we were <laughs> Captain Kaufman. So um, follow him. Uh, go to all terrain events. Follow them. Get your your monthly you know workouts, monthly things to do, challenges. Keep yourself going. I mean, it's been tough through COVID. Who knows when everything's going to completely open up? Get used to it and find ways to to keep yourself going. I mean, it's one of those things. You know, one of my my good friends. His favorite word is always forward. And that's, that's become my motto this year is pretty much always forward. So better today than I was yesterday. That's mine. Yep. That's another one. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. And, um, I hope to see you soon. So I've got a few events I'm doing down in Portland this year, and I'm going to take a look at, and I might get down there for the, for yours in March. So got to kind of be awesome. Timing. Perfect. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.